Before we start the show, I just wanted to reach out and say that if you are loving listening to The Truth Prescription as much as we are loving making it, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and iHeartRadio, to name a few. And come check us out at www.thetruthprescription.com to get more insights and info, because the truth will set you free if you let it. When it comes to COVID specifically, I think that this is the epitome of an opportunity to either fall backwards or to move forwards. It's an opportunity to really kind of peel back the layers of your life and ask yourself like who you are and, and reconsider and do you want to pivot? Do you want to dive deep into who you are? And really to reach out. Gentlemen and ladies, brothers and sisters, people, whoever you are and wherever you are, welcome to the Truth Prescription Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sekou Gathers, and each week I interview successful people from around the world and discuss how accepting the truth can propel your career and help you live a life of gusto and purpose. No mantras, no gimmicks, just the truth. So close your eyes and open your ears, and let's get into this. Come on. Good people, welcome back. The man with two first names, Mr. Nathan Aaron. I've got two other topics left, and I'm going to let you choose which one you want to speak on. One topic is about an article I wrote. I'll just say this. One topic is abuse in the entertainment industry. And the other topic is how sometimes our health can can stop us, but that in stopping us, it it, it forces us to look at other options in life. Mm. Oh, such a tough one. I'm going to say the latter of the two. And the reason is because on the day that I decided to stop doing what I thought I had to do with my life, which was in the music industry and did deal with abuse in the music industry, and decided to do what I wanted to do, I lost my voice. And my voice still goes to this day, it still sometimes goes away a little bit, but I never had any voice issues. And physically, my voice went away. And for about two, three weeks, it went away. I've also had a bunch of other things. I, I blacked out on the freeway. When I was driving once, it ended up being a panic attack. All these things happen. And it's like, you know, there is so much mystery around our health yeah. when it comes to our situation, our stress. So that's a really interesting topic to me. Plus, you know, Doc's going to know a lot more than me. So, <laughs> so I, I read this about you, this, what you just told me. You went to the ENT and uh, all these weird things with symptoms were happening to you. So, you know, health issues sort of forced you to pull back. Several years ago, this is probably almost going 10 years now, I was diagnosed with hepatitis and I was also forced to stop and take care of myself. And at the time I got divorced and, you know, the relationship was was toxic. And it's kind of cool now because 10 years later, our relationship is actually, I mean, we've been divorced a, a long time, but our relationship is actually decent. Like it's, it's actually really good. Like it's, it's, it's better than cordial, right? So I wanted you to just talk about the importance of these stops in our lives, be it an illness or an accident or COVID-19. But anytime something stops us, the importance of that in terms of our journey. Mm, yeah, yeah. Wow. COVID is super interesting. I think what COVID has done, if you think about it, like think about where you are, think about your city and you think about, okay, what did I do before? Not saying that going out 
partying or going out to a restaurant or going out to grab a coffee or whatever it is. Not to say those are only distractions, but without them, you're left with nothing but you. And so chances are a vast majority, including myself, of people since COVID have felt sadness, have felt loneliness. That's if you're lucky because some people live in houses with abusive people and then it can just be absolutely horrible, right? And so when it comes to COVID specifically, I think that this is the, the epitome of an opportunity to either fall backwards or to move forwards. It's an opportunity to really kind of peel back the layers of your, of your life and ask yourself like who you are and, and reconsider and do you want to pivot? Do you want to dive deep into who you are? And really to reach out. That partially answers your question, but the other part is the importance of the stops. Okay, I am a workaholic. I'm 100% a workaholic. I consider it a problem. I'm the type of person who, before my partner that I'm with right now, I would wake up as early as possible before the sun rises and I would work until I could barely keep my eyes open seven days a week for over a decade. And it was just, that's how I did things. And luckily I was in an industry where I still got to have fun. I got to party, I got flown places and got to you know be in music videos and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, but it wore me down and I had no stops. And so the things like blacking out on the freeway, the things like uh, you know losing my voice were because I was doing what I thought I had to do, not what I deeply wanted to do and quote unquote knew wouldn't work. Yeah. Right. And right. so I feel like one thing that really confused me was when I went into the ER and they rushed me into the uh, into the room and they told me that I was probably having a stroke. And I was like, I'm, I think I was like 20, 29. I was like, I'm 29. I'm having a stroke. What's going on? <laughs> Luckily, I wasn't having a stroke. I was having just a bad panic attack. But I was thinking, how is it that for two weeks after that, my hands physically would not close on the wheel when I would get in the car to try to drive the car? They wouldn't close. And I was thinking, if this is in my brain, how is this? Like, I didn't realize that the brain is connected to the body by a thing called a neck, right? (laughs) Right. And so, you know, like, go figure. But stops, you know, like, I'm finally learning by having people around me, like how to stop and take a breath and to breathe and to not always feel like I'm behind and that I need to like keep going because I'm so behind and I need to hurry, hurry, hurry. And that has been a slow but very wonderful journey of slowly but surely learning that I can still be productive and I can still have a better rhythm. And so what I've been doing lately um, and ho- hopefully this can help some people that are listening if they are workaholics or if they spend you know too much time not checking in with themselves and and really just feeling into their bodies and making sure that they're in a good place before they start doing their thing is that you break your day into different sections. And so what I do is I have a passion project that I do in the morning. I work on music till 11 a.m. A lot of times I won't even turn my phone on till 11. It's just like I'm working on music me in the studio doing my thing till 11. Then when the alarm goes off at 11, I work from 11 to five o'clock working on my business. Mm. And then after five o'clock, I'm allowed to go have fun. I'm allowed to relax. I'm allowed to meditate, read a book, do whatever. And if I'm feeling super productive, I can keep working because I am a workaholic. But (laughs) at the same time, you know, I might want to, you know, I'm working on some films too. So I might, might work with my video editor. 
or I might, you know, go on a walk. And so even if I don't do those things exactly right, it's still the intention that's set into the day. Right. And I think that's a big takeaway that people can have. It's like, I'm overwhelmed. I don't give myself enough time. It's just a matter of time until a health issue occurs unless you allow yourself that balance. So whatever it is that you can do, it's just like I would challenge people to take a moment, maybe go on a little walk or just like grab a little notepad and just take some notes or even just talk to yourself into a voice recorder and say, you know, hey, like if I were to do, I say, hey, Nathan, all right, you're working too hard. You know, you're in a position where, you know, your health might be at risk if you don't just calm it down take a breath. How can you fix this and coach yourself? Like the best coach in the whole world is yourself. And that's why I've become so addicted to this idea, healthily addicted to this idea of going on walks and speaking to myself in a voice recorder, because it allows you to get your, your thoughts out and then you end up just making better decisions. Yeah. I, I find for me, that's how I connect best to my heart and my intuition is to your point, just talking. I often, if I have to write an article, I'll just talk it, you know, I'll just kind of talk the article Mm -hmm. because then it comes naturally. I don't get all up in my head and all this, you know, keyboards going crazy, but walking and and talking really, I think it it really gets a great tip. It it helps people get out of their head and into, into their bodies. And there's something interesting that happens. I just want to call something out. So when, when you, you've done this a few times during the episode where, you know, I'll be talking and you'll bring up like the heart. Yeah. And that's something we've been talking about throughout the episode. Sure. But I wonder, listeners, if you're listening, moments in this episode where you all of a sudden feel like, oh, okay. And you connect in and you're like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Right. It's probably not when I'm spewing off, you know, strategy and ideas. It's probably when you hear one of us say something about heart or connecting or caring about yourself or loving or giving back. And those are the same things that at the end of your life, when there's a day or two left, you look back and you're proud of. And so if there's any way that we can just kind of automate that, I'm a big Mm -hmm. fan of automation. Yeah. Automation, delegation and systemization, right? It's like if you need something to happen in your life or in your business on a regular basis, then automate it so that there's a system in place to make sure it happens. An example of that would be having a silent reminder go off in your phone every day to savor this moment. It's like, oh, savor this moment. If I put that alarm on at the most stressful time of the day, I can go, okay, take a breath, look around, notice the colors, appreciate this moment. I get this opportunity to be here and connect with the people that I'm with and really appreciate it. Right? And then there's, that's automating. So anything that you need to happen on a regular basis in your life for your business, automate it. Then there's delegate course, for the things that you don't want to do. It's like, oh, I don't want to do that. That sounds like too much. Delegate those things to other people. And then systematize is for, you know, when you want something to recur on a regular basis that you do want to be doing, that's the funnest stuff, right? The funnest things you can systematize in your life, like an annual trip with your best friends. Like, you know, it's better for it to be an annual trip than a once off trip, because then you can build momentum. Or maybe, you know, every, every Sunday you go hang out, with, with your friends at a, at a coffee shop or, you know, you go on a walk. I mean, that's why church is so powerful for people because they get to do it every Sunday. And so no matter what it is that you can build into your life and systematize something in your life, that has been, God, it's been so huge for me to just have some rhythm. And it's like the body likes it. It's like the body likes when you go to sleep at a certain time and knows what you're going to eat every day. And you're not 
you're not kind of surprising it with new things. And the same thing goes for your emotions and your spiritual side and, and everything. It's like give your body and your mind and your spirit some sense of rhythm so that it knows what to expect. And then you can push yourself out of your comfort zone more easily because it has a baseline to come back to. And it's more like a robust like base pillar that holds your house up. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what you're saying is really, and not to get too esoteric, but you know, we're, we're matter as our bodies are matter, all matter vibrates, right? Vibration is a rhythm. And I think by nature, we like uh, our body likes to be, to have a, a particular rhythm. And as you were talking, I just kind of came up with this. So the listeners, listen, if you don't want to be sad, systematize, automate and delegate. All right? oh. If you don't want to be sad. All, all right. right. <laughs> king <laughs> all right let's uh Good let's time. jump into um yes or bs so in this section i'm gonna make a statement and uh you're gonna say yes or bs and then you can you know well you listen to the show so you know how it goes number one raising capital is easy bs <laughs> it's simple but it's not easy the big thing that uh i think people believe is that it's way harder than it actually is. So by me saying BS, it's actually, for most people, it's easier than they think, but it's harder than one would say it's easy, right? So really what it comes down to is I'll just give a quick answer here is that if you're looking for a grant, the best thing you can do is get a local one. Don't get one on the internet so that you can walk in and eye to eye contact the person's job is to give money to people who have really great ideas or businesses. So they must be a good person that wants to give. They get to give for a living. So connect with them as a human being. Come in prepared, have a pitch deck, all those things. But if you have the tools, if you have the pitch deck, and if you can connect with the person and as a human being, you're, you're going to get funding. Okay. That was a great tip. Number two. And, and I'll just say for number one, I was a little tongue in cheek on that one. I, I know it's, I've been working on a, <laughs> A medical device for since 2015, and uh, the funding has been the has been the major has been the major challenge. We're we're almost there. Oh, wow. we're, we're almost there. We're wow. almost there. Well, we should uh, talk later. Yeah, we're almost there. We're almost there. Finally, I finally got the right the right avenue. I was going the wrong going about it the wrong way. But what Nathan is saying is that you know th there is money out there for you, and it's it's there for you, and people don't know about it, and you can you can mm -hmm. access it. All right, number two. All business ideas are worth funding. <laughs> That's also tongue in cheek. <laughs> uh, you don't have to answer that one. Definitely, Next, number definitely three. Yeah, <laughs> it goes without saying. <laughs> number three, gratitude works miracles. Wow. Yeah, that's definitely not BS. Uh, hundred percent true, and I believe that gratitude plus intuition, following your intuition equals miracles. You really follow your intuition. And even especially when your intuition is telling you that you shouldn't do it or, or saying, why would you do this? this? is so ridiculous. That's when you do it. Walk around some random corner, you end up meeting someone. You're, you know, you have, you have that gratitude and then you add it to intuition. You just kind of follow that blindly. Then that's when magic happens. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. I was thinking of a story, something that happened to me recently like that. But, you know, a lot of things we talk about, Nathan, on the show, and I know some listeners may be like, what are they talking about? 
But you have to, some of these things, you just have to experience it and just try it. We call it uh, operative philosophy. Just listen to what we're saying and then just try it. And if you try it and it works for you, fantastic. If it doesn't work for you, then it doesn't work for you. But you got you, you to gotta give it a shot to really understand uh, what, what we're saying here. Because what he just said, something very similar that just happened to me where I was kind of on the fence about something. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to go with it. And then literally walked around the corner and it was like presented with this opportunity, like, bam, like, no oh, way. okay, you, there it is. You, you, you physically walked around the corner and it was there. No, I didn't physically walk around a corner, but it was, it was like, I went to the supermarket and then bam, this, you know, like wow. the, the person was right there. Wow. And that was really close after you made the decision. Yeah, exactly. Cause a lot of it, we didn't, we didn't get into this, but a lot of these things come with, you as and I know you know this, Nathan, making that internal decision that this is what I'm going to do and not just being up here, but in the body like this is what I'm going to do. I'm choosing to do this thing, not having any gray area, but I'm going 100 percent in this direction. And then first is the intuition around the thing. Then it's the decision. And then it's, you know, the gratitude because the gratitude kind of keeps yeah. you in line with your present reality. You don't want to get like, you know, flying off in the clouds in your seven room mansion yet. You still want to be, right. <laughs> you know, have some gratitude for what you have. And then that, that breeds more because what I found, at least for me and my own work is a lot of times when I get, and, and I've done this, I get too ahead of myself in terms of where I want to be inherent in that want desire is like basically lacking the current in the present. Mm. So what I'm saying is, I need that thing because I don't have it right now and I and right. I don't have right now. And it kind of defeats the purpose of what you're really trying to do. So anyway, yeah, I have to get and too crazy. I can give, uh, I love that. And I feel so much more connected with you now because you said that. And one of the things that I like to do is when I think I know what I want, when I ask for it, like ask God, ask the universe, whatever, ask my subconscious mind. What I do is I say, this is what I think I want. So I'm asking for it or better because I don't know, you know, better than I do. And maybe there's something better around the corner. And so that, that really helps is kind of open it up because, you know, last thing you want to do is say, I want a million bucks. And then you get a job working, you know, minimum wage. And then your boss says, take this check for a million bucks and put it in my bank account. Right. Right. Because right. the universe will work like that. It'll, it'll joke with you, mess with you. And so it's good to be really, really clear on that. And one really brief thing that I'll say as well um, is why I resonate so much with you after you said that story is one time I put January 1st on my calendar that when I was transitioning out of the music industry that I wanted my dream job. And I literally wrote down the four things that I wanted, the four bullet points. One was location independent. Two was the exact amount of money I wanted. Three was being able to uh, get paid to learn. And then the fourth was, I'm not remembering it right now. But the, I had those bullet points and then one day I just woke up and felt this urge to kind of drive randomly around town. Hmm. And I drove randomly around town and I was like, intuition, tell me where to go. Intuition says, go up this hill. Intuition says, take a left. Intuition says, take a right. And next thing you know, I park and I'm thinking, okay, I don't know why I'm here, but I wanted to shoot this video. So I got out of the car and as I got out, I realized that I was standing next to one of my favorite authors who offered me a job working. Wow part-time three days a week for the exact dollar amount I wanted location independent and getting paid to learn. So it was hundred <laughs> percent intuition. I put it out there and it was just preparation meets opportunity, total luck. But wow. you know, 
like I said, luck is preparation meets opportunity. If I was just there and met that person, but wasn't ready with exactly what I wanted and having all the knowledge, then I wouldn't have gotten that opportunity either. So it's really cool to hear that, that you're, you have those kind of serendipitous moments where you're following in your intuition and, and all the gratitude that you've built up over the years and things that you've done have, have accumulated to the point where when that opportunity happens and you're in the grocery store and you hit that corner, that it, it all lines up perfectly. Yeah, one one time, and then I'll, I'll do the last yes or BS. About a month and a half ago, I was considering hiring a a coach. You know, I did the the you know the sales call and um had a had a, a decent feeling, but you know some of my own inner stuff. I'm you know I'm always on guard. We like you know people trying to, and it, it wasn't an insignificant investment. And then the next morning, my mom, who never sends me stuff like this, just randomly sends me this text that said, "What did she say? Trust." trust the vision, not the person or something like that. Not knowing mm. that I spoke to anybody. She doesn't know, you know, and I thought, Hmm, okay. All right. There's, 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 there's some, a there, little whisper. Yeah. yeah. There's some, there's some guidance there. And I ended up uh, coaching with this person and it's, it's been, it's been fantastic. It's, it's, it's been fantastic. It's, and it's led me into my own coaching. Um, I've, I've started taking clients, so it's been great. All right. Number four, negative thoughts are helpful. Yes. hundred percent. Yes. Good. I mean, I think negative thoughts are what allowed me to have the breakthrough in that warehouse yeah. because I had a bunch of negative thoughts running through my head. You know, how did you, how did you biff it? How did you, uh, you know, you were 17, 18 years old interning with Simon Cowell and Wu-Tang and Paul Oakenfold, and now you're homeless two, three years later. Like, how did you, well, what's wrong with you? Anyone else would have taken that opportunity and ran with it. And here you are, you know, in the worst position you could possibly be. And as I was saying those negative things, I complained to myself and said, if I only had someone that cut me a check and then like my brain woke up and realized, whoa, what if I could get someone to cut me a check? So that's one very tangible example of how negative thoughts led to a positive thought. Negative thoughts can be, you know, the, the death of us, right? At the same time. But really, I think it's like, hey, as long as you're always focused and you're always trying to kind of, uh, you know, retell your story to yourself, then there's a lot of power there. It's like, you, you know, ev everything that we look at is a story. Like right now I can see a microphone and a microphone really is just an electronic device. But to me, it has a lot of meaning because I was in the music industry, because we're on a podcast, because yeah. I know about the different signal patterns. There's so many different stories <laughs> that I have from a microphone. And so a negative thought pattern, just, you know, if, if you're having a lot of negative thoughts and we all do, we have those days where it could be something silly, like your phone's not working. And then because your phone's not working, you get frustrated and then you're frustrated. And then your, your wife or your girlfriend, or your boyfriend, or your husband comes in the door and you're a little bit rude. And then you get in an argument and then you leave the house and then you're not paying attention. You back up and then you hit a car and it's just like this spiral that happens. And so sure. if we can kind of create like a trigger in our mind where it's like, okay, something happened. I'm, like the trigger is I'm in a bad mood. Like I'm in a bad mood. Okay. Somewhere something happened that caused me to be, to be telling myself this story. And if you're in a mood too long, that becomes like a personality trait. And next thing you know, you're just this angry person. So do I think that negative thoughts are good for you? It depends. You know, it's, it, it's both. <laughs> but if we use them to our advantage, yes, right, then then we're good to go. Yes, 
Because to me, negative thoughts just gives us some like insight into our internal world. That's that's how I look at them. And the things that go on in our internal world determine what we do, how we behave, how we act, the decisions that we make. So if you just look at them like thoughts and, and you know, some of the meditation, I know you you um, use Headspace. Some of the meditation apps will tell you just kind of let the float, f- let the, the thought float by. We can observe mm-hmm. it and say, oh man, I have a like a really critical voice inside. It's always telling me that I'm not, you know, I'm ugly or I'm not shit or, you know, um, I just had mm-hmm. a, I'm going to just say this. I just had this really powerful conversation with my, with my 16 year old. She didn't do as she wanted to do on this, this mock test. And um, she started crying and saying, you know, there's so many people that have sacrificed for me to be able to do this. I said, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I said, baby, you're beautiful. You're great. What whatever sacrifice I've made, I've made it because I wanted to make it. I'm a father. This is what I do. Like you don't owe me anything. And what it made me realize is that inside of her, she had this this thought, this negative thought that she's somehow bad or didn't live up to if she didn't get a, a certain score. And I just really wanted to eliminate that whole idea and just let her know that I love her. And if she gets a hundred or a zero. It doesn't matter. Life goes on. It's just a, it's just a mock test. So I just think, you know, th- to your point, they're good if you can use them for what they are, and they're not good if you let them cause you to act and and function and 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 take their suggestions because it's really suggestions. Take their suggestions to heart. Right. I want to call something out too that you may or may not have realized. She said, "People have made sacrifices," and I she felt she was letting them down. That right there is heart centered. That is that is like bravo on on raising her because a lot of kids would say I wanted that score for me like I I wanted that <laughs> right. score I didn't get the score my self image tells me that I'm smart enough to get that score but she yeah. was like there were other people she had the wherewithal to think there are other people who are making sacrifices yeah. who are supporting her that is a very like like woke thing to to be thinking about <laughs> right. especially that day yeah. so. so. Seriously, yeah. bravo. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, man. That's all I got, man. This was great. Nathan Aaron, the man with two names, two first names. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Awesome. If I may, I would like to um, just offer uh, your audience. Absolutely. You know, I, I did end doing those 15-minute consultations now that kind of things are getting back to normal, at least in my business. But anyone on this call who is interested and wants, you know, I'd be happy to do as long of a call as needed. I'm not going to sell you anything at the end. Just genuinely love to help people. I mean, my my little secret evil reason for doing this is because I love meeting amazing people. Yeah. And so, you know, anyone who listens to this podcast is probably a, you know, fabulous, incredible human being. And, you know, if there's anything I can do, whether it's just, you know, give you some ideas or introduce you to somebody that might help you out or, you know, help you with some resources or whatever it is, just text me. Um, if with your permission, I'd love to give that number out. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a uh, 310-807-1998. So that's a, uh, it's a text only line, 310-807-1998. And uh, yeah, feel free to reach out there. I do some automated messages on there. Like I might say, uh, I might record a little video and say, Hey, have a great day you know, from time to time, I will offer some of my things that I have available that do cost money. But for the most part, I try to leave the text message system to one-on-one conversations and then sending blasts out to everybody. just like, you know, reminding them to have a good mindset. Excellent. That's beautiful. All right, Nathan, thank you so much. I'm going to uh, sign off as I always do. The truth will set you free if you let it. Mm-hmm.